This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Just friends. Just friends. I should be just friends. Just friends. Just you are now tuned into the R2 Sense Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Hour Two Cents Podcast. I am Dergo BJ. You can definitely follow me at Dergo BJ on all social media. That is D-E-R-G-O-B-J. And I'm sitting here with my co-host. Mona Lissa, and I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Mona, that's M-O-H-N-A-L-Y-S-S-A-A. And this is episode number three. Today we are actually recording in a new facility. This is the Shop Talk Studio. Shouts out to Jay Johnson and Dane Going Wild over at Shop Talk Podcast. You can definitely find them on our social media as well. And to kind of give some light on the event I just went to yesterday, they had the uh, first Urban Podcast Month for 2018, which was a very dope event. You would be surprised at how many Detroit podcasts are actually in existence. I didn't even think that podcasting was as popular amongst indie podcasting for some reason. We don't get to hear about the um, shows that actually exist, but... Heard about a couple of dope shows like the Unsavory Antics. I did hear about, um, which I knew about um, Cheyenne from Views from the Thick. Mm. Um, it was a lot of different shows that you know came out and supported, and it was a really dope event. So, so that was um, definitely something that I really enjoyed. But how was your week so far? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else to say besides that. <laughs> it's, been, it's been it's been all over the place for the most part. It's been all over the place. But you know, my allergies been whooping my ass. I hear that. Serious, and I ran out of meds, so I finally you know got myself together yesterday. So I'm feeling much better today. But for the most part, it wasn't too too bad of a week. Yeah, it's um it's been really stressful and then peaceful and then exciting. Like you can feel all of those things in one day. You know, been dealing with a lot of death lately. Um, lost a cousin, and then on top of that, lost another friend that I wasn't so close to, but still in all, it impacted me. But the thing that was, like, interesting is everything that they were dealing with before they actually transitioned mm-hmm. is something that I'm going through right now, like with dealing with, like, sleep apnea and mm-hmm. stuff like that, like my cousin you know, was dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And I just got a um, report back that I have, you know, light to moderate symptoms of it. So it's been like enlightening to, to one, put your health first, mm-hmm. but then to also enjoy this time while you have it. Because, I mean, he mm-hmm. was 49. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and wow, I ain't still too, very young. That's still very young. And at the same token, it's like, how do you make the best of a short term? You know what I'm saying? Like, when you think about it, like, when you go and you say, well, he was only 45 or he was only 21, like, you have to live every day. Mm-hmm. Like, the term could end. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I've been really just pushing this podcast thing and 
actually expressing myself through the podcast because I don't get to talk about my problems mm -hmm. as much as I would, you know, had I had like certain people in place and things of that nature. So it just opens your mind up and was dealing with that. And then the reason why I think I wanted to have this particular conversation was because I've been getting a lot of people who want to talk about their problems mm -hmm. while in the midst of my own problems. That's very common. Everybody, even a therapist has a therapist for that very reason. <laughs> no, seriously. Everybody is going to always be something going on. There is going right. to always be something going on. So um, even when people asking for advice, I don't really think that they're thinking about what you're going through right, right. in that time and space when they're trying to make clarity of their own issues. So, so it was crazy how um, she was just telling me about the different challenges that she's having in all phases of her relationships. And the most interesting thing that I believe that she was saying to me is the fact that her boyfriend doesn't get along with her friends because he feels like they influence the negative responses or the negative choices that she makes in their relationship simply because they're single. The reasoning that she was given behind it is basically like every time they get into it, that's the core that she goes to. She don't hang with none of the married friends because they're occupied with life. They have children, bills, you know, the typical married. But I don't think it's going to make a difference whether they married or not. He's just going to have an issue with her talking to them. Period. period. Yeah. yeah. So um, usually when, you know, when they get together and it's a, you know, turmoil period, um, the attire she wear changes, you know, they go out, cleavage out, pictures is just, you know, lit, you know, and he mm -hmm. don't know how to take, you so know. So what she's supposed to do is a little house on a prairie. <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm saying. Like. I guess that's, I guess that's what the mentality is. But, um, in so many instances I just took from it is that they haven't maintained a friendship. Mm -mm. You know, they don't, they don't just focus on the friendship where like y'all go hang out go to a movie, mm -hmm. walk the park, you know, do things with your children that you both can enjoy, new mm -hmm. experiences. They don't have a friendship. And we kind of was like touching on our friendship briefly in episode one, where we were saying like, just being platonic, that does benefit a relationship too, mm -hmm. you know, maintaining that particular area of your relationship. So I guess we can kind of talk about how we started. It's too much emphasis being put on relationships, and it's mm -hmm. very little that actually gets credited to a genuine friendship. But I don't know. Based on our experiences, though, would you say that even with us having a friendship that it was lax or did it? Yeah, it definitely was. Like, um, the one thing that I appreciated about our friendship was that we didn't rush into like being like buds, the BFFs, <laughs> like, you know, we didn't, you know, go into this whole, oh, she's amazing. I'm just going to spend every moment with her. It it was actually a process. We had to learn trusting mm -hmm. one another, you know, and started back at Kmart <laughs> on Seven Mile Telegraph and it's a pretty good. horrible job. But it taught us like so much about like friendships. I remember dealing with the guys at the job who sexist as fuck, you know, just 
anybody who had breasts was like a target it, it didn't matter if she was old and dusty or ailments bad weave i have she, never seen so many women with mustaches until I was <laughs> i'm serious in one spot i was i don't know if it's a store or what but the, every woman damn near had a mustache and it was thick yeah thick mustaches and i just remember like everybody's response to you was back then. I mean, it's so many layers to that. Like, I remember, like, how they would treat the dark-skinned girls versus you being the lighter tone. I remember how, because there was the girl, what was the girl name that you used to work with in your section? Boy, I don't know. Something Isha. Wasn't uh, it something Isha? And she, she was, you know, her name was no, her name was Teresa, wasn't it? Teresa. No, because that was the older lady. Wasn't it? Older. The older lady? That was the older lady who had the blonde hair. Well, we just going to leave other... her at Isha right now. <laughs> it because, was something Isha. You know, it was, she was considerably treated different. Like, you know, she's dark-skinned, she was ghetto. She always had, like, the smell of cigarettes on her breath and stuff like that. Like, so they would, like, literally treat her considerably different even though she was a pretty girl but it was just something about melissa so you know as we begin to grow into our friendship i remember like people would see us going to lunch or something or just going to pick up something from down the street and will always just associate us with oh they kicking it or you know you know what the, that might have to do with the simple fact that though that was the first job I ever had, and at that time I we were what seventeen, mm-hmm. and so when I first got there, I can recall I was very uncomfortable because it was like always a different man, boy, whatever in my face, right? And I never really entertained them mm-hmm. because I just didn't like the energy. They were some of them was very sleazy, and I was just like, let me just you know get in my little corner. So I didn't really talk to anybody, and I think it had to do with the simple fact that you were the only person who had that type of access to me. So right. it was like, well, damn, you know? So I think it has to do with them simply wanting to know, well, what is it about him? She must be kicking it with him because they're around each other all the time. Right. The only It was only one other person there who I talked to, but I don't really think that even... He and I talk too much, like, on the job. Right, right. But, um, yeah, I'm sure he had his feelings <laughs> about you, too. And this gets, and it, you know, it used to get weird because um, I would be uncomfortable. Like, I don't ever hear guys in no way, shape, or form talk about the discomforts that men put other men in. You know what I'm saying? Because here I am trying to get to know a genuine person, and I haven't, I mean, I haven't, had any like feelings other than knowing okay this is a beautiful person inside and out Mm -hmm. but then you have guys who want to insist that you gotta fuck her or you gotta Mm -hmm. you know get to the next step or phase and i think that that's definitely a conversation in the future where guys are put you know very uncomfortable or discomforting pressure Mm -hmm. on other men just because of like you know chauvinistic ego or whatnot so it would be uncomfortable how the old and the young dudes would be like, well, I'll give you about a few weeks. Y'all be done, you know, or whatever the case is. They and you like, damn, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it would be like, or it could have been because I did know we um, know of the person out of all of these men that actually <laughs> liked you. Maybe they were just trying to fish to see if I was going to, you know, catch the bait and tell on myself like, yeah, we kicking it on the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
but it was moments where they would just like imply that eventually we'll get there and I'm like no nah, that's not the situation right. this is just my friend um probably the closest female friend at the time that I had so it was just weird to see like old men you know still trying to be messy it's all salty yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know like so this person that we're speaking of who we will not reference his name you know he was already a few years older than me and I didn't really know that. Well, I kind of had a feeling he was a little older. I didn't know he was as much older than me as he was. Right. But, like, even then, when he first started, like, finding little small things to say to me, I mean, I would speak to him, but I never entertained him too much. And I can recall he probably introduced himself to me and said his name to me a few times and it and I, I could never remember his name right and it wasn't until I don't know at what point it stuck but he was very persistent you know not like pushy uncomfortable persistent but just very persistent and mm-hmm. letting me know that you know he's interested in some kind of way or he likes me or whatever you know um I at least didn't feel like when he looked at me or spoke to me it was you know sex in his eyes you know it mm-hmm. wasn't um, looking at me or talking to me in a lustful way. So I guess at some point I started to entertain him more and to get a little more comfortable with him. And I think once you started working there, he was gone right. for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And so during that space, when you started working there, I think I had heard about you probably from that girl who worked in that department. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I'm like, who is this random person I keep hearing about all the time? Because I think it was her and somebody else and I hadn't seen you yet right, or right. whatever. And I think one day when me and her both were over there and you came over there to speak to her and then we met. Right. I don't even know how the friendship transitioned into us being as close and as cool as we were. Probably because we outworked everybody. We were there. Every through day. everybody, right, who, right. you know, people have come and gone, but we were like consistently mm-hmm. there. So maybe that's how. Um, and then this person, I remember once he returned, then it's like the fuck, who the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> who's she talking to all the time? Right, you know. And then when he and I were talking on the phone, and you know, he called me, and I click over, and I'm like, oh, you know, what you doing? Like, oh, I'm on the phone with Brandon. Like, oh, you need me to call you back then? I'm like, yeah, I'll call you back. <laughs> no, he like, what the fuck? Right. So he always would say little slick shit to me to, you know, insinuate or to kind of make me know that he not really sure what this is. Right. And so he would say, you know, little stuff that I would either just really ignore most of the time I wouldn't even feed into it it was unnecessary like I would you know I would be just as open and honest with them I mean he should have known within the time frame of him returning from wherever he came from I think it was Vegas at that time mm-hmm. and um we were like talking because at one time we were in the same department mm-hmm. so I'm like well I'm talking to y'all every day Y'all see me talking to, you know, random girls all the time at the job. That's just what young dudes were doing at that particular point. And I had totally, you know, was kicking it with a whole nother girl. So I'm like, well, I don't get these conversations at all. It's like, you know, so what's up with you and little Light Skin? Like, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's my friend. That's my for real friend. Like, and, I ain't got no name. Right. right Lil and I believe, that I, I believe that he was under the impression 
that I didn't know that you guys were like talking beyond work. So I'm like, well, you should know that I know that y'all talking. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of, it kind of cleared it up, but it just didn't like take it completely off of the table. And then um, in the process of all of this, I end up running into who we call Lil Rara. <laughs> Lil Rara. <laughs> Man, that shit was so interesting on so many levels with that child. Because, I mean, for you guys that are listening, um, me and Mona are so close that at this particular time, she was graduating high school. And this, you know, aforementioned gentleman who we leave unnamed in this conversation was supposed to take her to the prom. So because he didn't come through with all of the different traveling and things that he was doing, I'm the one that took her in his place. Within a two weeks notice. Within a two weeks notice. But this is my friend. Like at this point, this is an established friend. Like I don't even know if we had the like best friend. Well, we never had. That was years. Like it took years. And I think I just told you, I said, I consider you to be my best friend. And that was it. But I think that I kind of knew like this was a person that like I trusted more than any other woman. Any girl I was kicking it with, I felt like I didn't have to trust the girl I was kicking it with because I had this friend who knew me, who could translate what I couldn't even figure out how to say. Like, this was just the person that I was extremely close to. So at this point, Mona's prom is coming up. I'm kicking it with somebody who's kind of in the same age group, damn near live in the same neighborhood. She stayed, like, literally down the street at the time, didn't she? It wasn't at the same street, but it was just, just on like the other a couple, side. like, a few blocks Yeah, over. so um, little Rara, she, um, she came to me in the parking lot one night, and at this time, I was just, I was kind of like bouncing around. I had just got out of shipping and receiving, and now I'm a cart guy. And I think I'm outside getting the last round of carts. And she walks up to me because I'm grabbing carts that are like in the corral next to where she parked her car. Mm-hmm. And she walked up to me and she said, will you marry me? And it was weird because I'm like, what? Like, because you was, <laughs> she was already like somewhat awkward just you know her and the friends i don't even remember all of the friends names but um right the friends were kind of awkward and so she just walked up out of nowhere and was just like you know will you marry me and so i was like yeah right here in the parking lot while i'm pushing cars and from there (laughs) it was just like this weird um conversation and we actually started hanging out i have this thing where I try to make friends that I don't feel like would be common for me to make. Mm -hmm. She was like the bookworm. She was like very studious, always, you know, wanted to have an intelligent conversation. So it intrigued me that I felt like I could learn from her, even though I was older than her. Mm -hmm. So um, we began to hang out and she was like really cool. But in the process of us hanging out, you would call and I wouldn't be like, okay, Melissa, I'm going to call you back. You know what I'm saying? So you just answer. I'm just answering and we talking. Now, keep in mind, the friends are calling and she just talking. Mm. It's still the same, you know, but context. But no relationship is established. But no relationship is established. Uh-huh. And then it's like, well, she feels like, well, my friends are clear as to who they are. What's going on with you? And oh, we was clear about who we were. We was, was clear. She just wasn't clear. <laughs> or she didn't want to accept what we told her. Exactly. Or what you told her. Now, see, the interesting thing about little Rara here is that me and Rara know, knew each other 
from elementary school. Right. She and I went to elementary school together, and um, she was actually real cool with me and was real nice up until a certain point when I think she started to feel threatened. Right. You know, and then all of a sudden the energy shifted, and I'm just like, you know, it is what it is, whatever. But <clears throat> I can recall, like, she had invited me and was like, let's go to lunch together one day, and she... Um, I mean, she was real cool. Even her and her little ditzy-ass friend, you know, mm-hmm. um, who was there, too. Um, so she was okay. But I think that with you and her having an interest in you and our closeness bothered her too much to where she didn't even know how to just fake it and just be right. cool with me, and which was fine. I, I didn't need her to. But it just amazed me how many people wanted to force our friendship to be something that right. it wasn't just because in their mind they thought that we should be together yeah and she would get like she would get like extremely pushy like I remember we went on a date now I'm calling it a date out of respect because I don't know what else to call this shit <laughs> but um we went out and it was like a bunch of her friends most of them were like friends from school mm-hmm. you know they all went to renaissance together or whatnot and so we went to california pizza kitchen and um i think this was 12 oaks that was that was somerset because at that time it wasn't at 12 oaks yeah you probably right that was somerset somerset so we go to california pizza kitchen and it was interesting because it was like four dudes and maybe 12 girls None of the dudes were actually kicking it with anybody present at this, you know, event. So I think her intention was to, like, put me on, you know, display as her new boo, so to say. And so all of the friends are just like, oh, so this is Mr. You know, and I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? But how you doing? You know, nonetheless. So we get into this restaurant and it's like freezing cold. Now, keep in mind, it's probably like summer, you know, when this is all going on. So it's hot outside, but it's like freezing cold um, inside this restaurant. And even though they complaining about the air, it's really nothing that you can do because this is a big area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not much that's going to change, you know, in the center of the room if it's not on the outside of the room. So... I put my hat on because mm-hmm. my head was like freezing. And this is, you know, this is the ball fade era. So it's just hair on the top. Size is just like naked. So mm-hmm. I'm freezing in here. And one of her friends was like, uh, so where did you learn your manners or whatever? And I didn't really know how to take what she was saying. I, I get that she's trying to address me wearing my hat in the building. Mm-hmm. But you I'm like, up on that right away. Right, right away. So I turned around and Rara sitting right next to me. She looked at her when she said it. I said, turn the fuck back around and mind your business. And Rara did not like me saying that to her friend. Now, one, this is the one person out of the... But she didn't have a problem with her friend questioning you about your man. Right. Period. Mm -hmm. So I probably shouldn't have went that far, but it just burned me that you even had the nerve or the gall to even go there with me and Mm -hmm. you don't know me. So um, I cut right into her, and she like, oh, excuse me, and then turned around and minded her fucking business. <laughs> so I'm, you know, eating my pizza. We not talking. It's awkward. 
I'm the only person. So wait a minute. How did this even go? Did she just say, "I want to, I want you to come out and hang out with me and yeah. my friends"? So yeah. It literally isn't a a date. Date. You because just... it, it was technically the first time we had ever been out in public. Period. So, like I said, I just called it that because that I guess that was her intention. Mm-hmm. Being young and not really knowing how to set up, you know, a situation because she's, of course, aggressive. And I'm not giving her the playback that she needs to, you know, make decisions or moves mm-hmm. according to her feelings. So we just sitting there not talking in this restaurant. And the friend is just like um, making little smart comments like, let me not say nothing before I get my head chopped off again or whatever. Because she's one of them friends that got everything or always something to say. Mm-hmm. So we get in the car. She was just like, I really don't appreciate how you talk to my friend. And even though I was kind of upset how she addressed you, you didn't have to go that far or whatever. And I was like, cool. But you need to know that when you put me in a certain position, mm-hmm. you get what you get. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, I then I questioned, like, what was this that, you know, of course you invited me to because everybody's impression was that you was introducing me to your new boo. We get to having this great conversation. She's starting to tell me how she feels and Mm -hmm. I really like you and you're so intelligent and this, that, and the third. And the phone rang and it was you. Oh. (laughs) I really got her hot, huh? (laughs) So the perfect moment is, is like, it's just so overwhelming to be able to finally say what I want to say and to get out all of my feelings and then the phone ringing is you and I'm like hey what's up you know like I don't know how to cut my friendship off which I probably could have said let me call you back that was a perfect call you back moment it was. <laughs> but at this time I didn't know how to do that so um so you probably I wonder how many women you got mad at me anytime I call and you just talk i just talk (laughs) but that's just you know because i've always been that person like and they don't even know that i'm unaware that they even sitting right there right most of the time i never was like oh i'm sitting here kicking it with so-and-so because in the beginning that was the pattern that we had like Mm -hmm. she would be off to the side talking to the girls and whatnot and she wouldn't say oh brandon's sitting right here she would just talk and i'm gonna let her talk because i'm gonna kick it with my friend Mm -hmm. so that was like the first like breaking point. I remember her just asking me like, "What's going on with y'all?" And y'all are extremely close. And I'm like, "Yeah, but that's just my friend. Like she's seeing who she's seeing. I'm seeing who I'm seeing." And I told her at one point because I remember I came in to pick up a check. I think it was a Friday and I wasn't working, but I had just come in to get my check. And the other guy, he was there working. Mm-hmm. And he was just about to get off, and he had actually saw me. Now, the funny thing is, because I saw her, what was that? I was waiting on him because I went to get my check. He saw me and ended up paging me over the intercom right. and asked me to dial him. Or, no, he either paged me or he called at the register. I forget how it went. But either way, I ended up talking to him and talking to him from somewhere else. And he was asking me to wait on him if I could, you know, take him home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't care. So while I was waiting on him, I was up front at the registers where she was, and we were talking. And I think at that point, I let her know that there was somebody else in the store who I was interested in, who I was talking to. And I said, Brandon is just my friend. Mm -hmm. 
She didn't care. And I think that the fact that when she found out and the way she found out that you were taking me to prom. Yeah, which we totally oh, jumped that, off. <laughs> at that point, it was like, fuck her. Because <laughs> she was not talking to me at all after that. But the thing was, I was supposed to take her to her prom. Like, it wasn't even... That was the thing for young boys to do. Like, you felt like you was the man when you went to all of the school proms. Mm-hmm. Everybody know you. You know, like, that was the thing at that moment. So, I I said I was going to take her to her prom. She, like, she come to me. She tells me what color she's wearing. It was, like, some teal, whatever. I start putting it together. Mm-hmm. I already had a black suit. I didn't have to buy anything. So, I'm like, cool. I can just accessorize the black suit. I'm talking through the whole process. And then in the ninth hour, she like, they come with some rule where you can't, if you're not from the school, mm-hmm. then you can't court one of the young ladies into the ball. So she comes to me and she really didn't even tell me. One of the friends told me, but then she like reiterated it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, cool. But So you couldn't take her ultimately. I, right. I couldn't take her. So I'm like, cool. And at that particular point, it was a sacrifice to me. I don't know, already graduated, and now I don't have to take off a day of work. So you cool. already knew that by the time I asked you? Way before. Oh, that's crazy. See, I never knew that you were supposed to take her until after, I think, the stuff that hit the fan. The whole reason for everyone out there that he even took me was because, at first, I wasn't even going to have a date. I didn't need a date. I wasn't pressed about having a date to the prime. It was this person <laughs> who I was talking <laughs> to who kept bringing it up. And he kept asking me about it and asking me about it and kept making plans to be my date to prom. And I didn't ever think that it was something he would want to do because he was older than me. Who want to be around a bunch of high schoolers? Right. Who wasn't in high school no more? Right. So I'm like, I never brought, I, I never even thought to even talk to him about school things, you right. know? And so he kept bringing it up. And then he was the one who elected himself to be my prom date. And then I think as the time got closer, it was like, oh, shit, either I'm uncomfortable, I don't really want to do it, or whatever the case may be. He came up with some excuse about having to go take a last-minute trip to New York, and he's not going to be able to take me. He's not sure when he's coming back. And I'm like, okay. I knew what it was as he was talking to me. Right. And at this point, it was literally like three weeks before prom. Well, now I want a date. This whole time, this whole school year, I thought I was going to have one. And then when it came down two or three weeks before, you decide to let me know, I can't do this. I don't want to do this in your way. So that's when I said, well, next best thing, I'll go with my friend. I know I'm really going to have a good time because it's with my friend. Right. So that's why I just said, I know it's last minute. Do you think you'd be interested in going with me? He was like, cool, no problem. And that was that. Yeah. Now, anything that happened around that, that, I was so oblivious. I never knew none of that. I never knew about her wanting you to go. I never knew about nothing. The reason why I think now that I'm like listening to it today, the reason why I think that it was apparent or it appeared to be apparent to her that it was something more is because she's seeing the quick turnaround in response to something that just happened. Mm -hmm. Like, here it is. She just asked him and he immediately, you know, makes it happen versus the relationship that she and I have where it's pushback and it's, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. we getting to know each other. Like, it's only... 
you know, the the characteristics of relationship development. Like mm-hmm. we still not even a couple, but we still getting to know each other. So naturally you like, well, he just quick to do it for her. But when I asked him to do something, it's like this pushback. And then what also made it worse was the human resource department, which we can say they names, <laughs> Angie and Anika, you know, Angie was like one of my closest friends there. Um, she told me when Lil Rai Rai asked me to go to the prom, she was like, I don't know why you're going with her because she ugly. Now, this, the colorism issue, like she didn't have anything to say about her other than she, she dark skinned and she ugly, you know? So I'm like, damn, Angie, like she a sweet girl. I'm still trying to, you know, make her look good. That's harsh. You know, and she was like, and at this time, she was having me work so much that I didn't maintain no haircut. And she told me, she was like, that's not going to be cute because right now you ugly. You ain't got no haircut. You ain't been getting your haircut. You ain't been looking nice. Like, she going in on me because mm-hmm. this is our relationship. And so um, when she found out that I wasn't taking her to her prom, she was just like, oh, that's so unfortunate because... <laughs> that's so fake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then when... I go into HR and ask her for a day off, right? Mm-hmm. So she like, be what you need a day off of. And I'm like, I'm going somewhere. I didn't even want to tell her because <laughs> I knew she was going to make a big deal out of shit. Be so um, I'm like, I'm going somewhere. And she like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to a prom and whatever. And she was like, whatever, B. She's like, you can have a day off, though. And I think the way that she ended up finding out is because Anika was kicking it with somebody I was cool with. And I'm telling him, like... But don't forget, she's still my neighbor. Right. <laughs> still the neighbor. And her husband is always at my house. So, <laughs> that's probably... However she... she right. However she found out, she was just like, Oh, shit. Y'all finna be so cute together. What color y'all wearing? I'm not gonna be at work. I'm gonna be outside taking pictures. Like, she hype. She hype. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> because I know she gonna rub it in Lil Rai Rai face like because she already saying like she ugly you know and so the day of I'm off I go get you know fresh haircut and I come up there cause Friday was payday you gotta go in HR to get mm-hmm. your check Yeah. so I don't went and got my little haircut I come up to the job I'm walking in to get my check Guess who's sitting in HR talking with Angie and Anika? <laughs> Ra Ra and the gang, right? The and whole so gang. the whole gang. And um I come in and I was kinda like at the door thinking, like, should I walk in knowing that Angie know and possibly Anika too? They gonna blow it up. I'm you know, I didn't know what to do at that moment, but I'm like, I just gotta be a G about it and walk in, you know. As soon as I get in fresh haircut she like oh shit she rubbing my face you so cute y'all gonna be so cute tonight and y'all peach and cream and i'm just like angie my nigga like you you could be a so little the girl never knew she you didn't never know and she didn't know because now we not really talking that pushback period of getting to know each other she don't know nothing and so um anika like be you ready for prom i know you're gonna be cute you're gonna take some pictures and Rara just get up and walk out. Like, just got up and walked out. So, Angie got 
the Clifford the dog face now <laughs> because she done hurt this girl feelings. But she knows she really don't care, but it still feel bad. Like, damn, you know, I done fuck a little youngin' over. And I'm just like, damn, Angie. You know what I'm saying? And so she, the whole day go by. I didn't address it. I wasn't going to, like, go to her, like, let me explain. Because I'm ain't. i not doing shit but being there for my friend. And she texts me maybe, I want to say, 8 or 9 o'clock. Because they prom had already happened. She texted me. No, like, hers was the same. No, they prom had like happened like maybe days or weeks prior to oh, yours. Okay, okay. So she texted me that same night around like eight o'clock or so, and she was just like, "You could have just told me, y'all was kicking it." I'm like, "We are not kicking it." People don't listen. This has been an ongoing thing throughout this friendship. And then here we are in our thirties, mid thirties, and we still getting early the boy, shit right. Early, what you talking oh, about? Oh well, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm counting them days down. I'm trying to get to the glory days. Early, <laughs> don't be aging me. <laughs> but you know, to this day, like you know, family, mother, father, you know, everybody, like, what y'all waiting on? What you mean? What we waiting on? We ain't waiting on shit. You know, like I've had family members while with my girl will say, you know who you supposed to be with? Damn, that's cold. Like, and I'm like, damn, you know, I done had a, you know, a baby with a woman and it still was like, you know who you supposed to be with. And the reason why you going through that is because I'm like, y'all just don't understand that everybody is not meant to like, you're not meant to cross the line with everybody. No. Some people you have to savor. You have to hold on to the the genuine things that you actually value about this person. And you cannot taint those things with being too forward, being too aggressive, and being promiscuous because you guys have chemistry. Let's just see where it goes. Like, I'm not willing to take those chances with my friendships. Because seeing where it goes, it can go straight to hell. You know what I'm saying? I value my friendship too much to even try. Because if I were to even try to pursue something based off of what everyone is saying, it's not going to be right because that wasn't my thought or my feeling. Mm -hmm. If I'm trying it, it's because it's what everybody else is saying. And that's not fair because I value our friendship. And I've never even thought or looked at you to date. I think you're a dope person. Exactly. That doesn't change. Right. (laughs) You know? So it, it gets kind of upsetting. Like, even the only person I can think of on my side dating too much, I've never really had that because nobody's really been around enough to mm-hmm. have that type of issue aside from the guy who we were working together with who wanted to call you after the prom. This nigga definitely called me after the prom. <laughs> and the only other person who seems to be, like, struggling with the fact that we not going to be together, is my brother. <laughs> Who's like, I don't understand this. Y'all are Corey and Topanga. Why aren't y'all together? And I just laughed so hard. I'm like, Who, where did this analogy come from? And it was so cute. But That's Corey crazy. and Topanga. But I said, we're just really good friends. We're just right. really close. And I just, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and then, like, in my adult life, um, I got tired, like extremely tired of trying to defend our friendship. Like I got tired of always having to explain from the beginning to end that this is all it's ever been. Mm -hmm. So I would just say like, look, if you are trying to kick it with me, then you might as well get used to the fact that I got a second girlfriend. 
<laughs> like, I'm just gonna wow. make you uncomfortable, you know, completely because I just got tired of explaining it. This is my best friend. Like, I'm not about to push my friends to the side because we do that. We get yeah. in these relationships, whether it be men or women, and we all of a sudden get so close to a person that we push all of our loved ones to the side. You well, know, let me just say, it's natural to when you're dating and especially in the beginning stages start to spend a lot more time with that person and I don't take stuff like that personal mm -hmm. because I understand it that you're getting to know somebody and y'all gonna be around each other and have quality time so that's why even now I'll text you and I say are you busy as opposed mm. to just calling did you notice like yeah. I'll text you and say you busy are Not you available you're saying it like that or has... I'll say when will you be available for me to talk right. to you because I don't want to impose and I have my own relationship, you know. He, in the beginning, he never really said too much or it was like, okay, so you got a, a male friend now. Right. really matter. But I think that because our interaction, especially with doing this and other things, has increased, then he'll make little comments when he feel like I'm not available. Right. Or he gets mad and he's just like... Or no, what happened? One day he was peeking over my shoulder and I think we were texting about the show mm -hmm. and we we're talking about something and he seen like this nice size little paragraph, but it was really just details about the show. Right. And he was like, oh, you don't talk to me like that. And I'm like, nigga, <laughs> I, I lay next to you every day. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm here with you every day. Like, what, talk to me now. What you want to talk about? He, and that used to be like the shit that annoys me. Like, what? What the hell is kikiing? Like, you over there kikiing with a bitch? <laughs> First of all, who the fuck is Kiki? I don't fuck with ratchets in public. Who the fuck is Kiki? Like, what do you mean? Like, so now that we in a relationship. My my happiness, my joy, my laughter is designated to you. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that? I can't laugh no more? You over there giggling hard as shit. Okay, <laughs> it was funny as shit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I used to get tired of that type of shit. Like, mm -hmm. every day having to explain a relationship. Now, when we was kicking it, I'm the type of person, like, look, we not exclusive. Do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Find out if I'm the guy you want to be with, mm -hmm. date somebody else while you date me. It's part yeah. of the game. Go ahead and do what you got to do to pick. I'm not in competition with nobody. I know you're going to fuck him over later. But go ahead and date him. Get to know him. So they fucked up like, oh, he a cheater. No, I'm not. I just know that you're not going to be ready for what I'm about to tell you because I got a friend. Mm -hmm. I've been knowing since I'm seven, I was 17. We're extremely close. She probably knows me better than you and will know me better than you. And a lot of women don't understand that I probably would have broke up with a lot of them had not it been for you telling me, like, no, nah, you wrong for that. No, nah, you shouldn't do that. You know, they so focused on trying to figure out what your position is, they don't realize that most of the time you reinforcing our relationship because I'm technically about to fuck you over right now. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, like, ridiculous and annoying shit happening like I remember one day um bad breakup out of town couldn't go get um couldn't go get my car or whatever I don't, I don't even know if I ever told you this but like I got into it with this unsaid person 
and I had my car parked at the apartment we were staying together at. Mm-hmm. All the way in Clinton Township. And I'm on the phone with the person I'm arguing with. Like, I got to go get my car. Now, she doing her own thing, living her own life. We ain't seeing eye to eye. The one thing she made sure I knew, don't bring your best friend to the apartment. I'm like, why not? You ain't even staying there. Like, what? Is, like, what is the issue? Nobody was in that. Apartment. Nobody in the apartment. The lights oh, out. This was after all of the. Okay. Yeah, all right. and she don't even realize. I'm like, you know, you jealous as hell, right? Because this is the time when you in college, so you not even in Detroit. Mm-mm. So I'm like, you realize you jealous as hell right now because I know I told you that she been up north for three years now. That's just jealousy at this point. Like, I haven't seen my friend in over three years at this point. What would make you point that out in this particular phase is because you still holding on to something that's been bothering you since three, four years ago. Because at this point, it's like for almost five years of us kicking it. You've been holding on to that shit for how long? And this person has not changed. I'm still saying the same things I'm saying. This is my friend. Of course, I'm going to stay on the phone with her for a long time. Now, I don't see her. She in college. And we only talking once a month at mm-hmm. this point. So, yeah, we when we catch up, it's a lengthy conversation. Mm-hmm. I just got tired of that shit. You know what I'm saying? And she like, don't bring your friend up there or whatever. And I'm just like, bro, like, this is going to be the rest of my life, you know? But now I'm just to a point, like, look, man, do what no, you got to do. got to be if you find the right person. Which, thank God, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Because this, you know, relationship I'm in now, it was like, oh, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to meet her. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> she is full of shit right now. You know, I'm trying to, like, figure out, like, she trying to, you know, pull the wool and polyester over a nigga eyes. Brand. Please. <laughs> The way it was just, like, so pleasant, it was, like... But I realized that it was genuine because, like, that family as a whole is mm-hmm. just loving. Like, all of the friends come to the family gatherings. This is the first girlfriend I ever met, though. Wow. The first. See what you fucking women have been doing to me <laughs> since I was 17 years old. Yeah, first girlfriend that has ever been receptive, you know? And I like her, though. It's just, okay. it's just stupid how like we as people just don't think that platonic relationships actually work without sex. You know what I'm saying? And we've never had to back a nigga up. Like, hold on, you going too far? Like, never. We always just been super comfortable. And I've had a man tell me once that he doesn't. I don't know how it came about, but I ended up telling him we were talking about friends, or he was asking me about my friends or something and I said well my best friend I actually have two I have one is a female and one is a male mm-hmm. and he's just like first he wanted to tell me no you can only have one best friend I could say I can have any as many best friends as I choose right. you know but I have a woman who I can relate to and I have a male best friend who I relate to mm-hmm. Um, and then he was just like well I don't think that no, he said so. He wanted to tell me y'all slept together, and I'm like, no, we didn't. <laughs> and it's just like you lying. I'm like, no, I'm not. I said, and then he said he he had a female friend who he was really close to. I don't know if he 
considered her his best friend. But I said, what about your friend? You got a lady friend. Did you sleep with her? Yeah. Well, what? Okay. Yeah. Did y'all used to date? No. I'm like, well, how that happen? Like, that's He the... said we, they were just bored one day and, and decided See, to. I'm like, what and that's shit the shit that? That's the shit that lets you know. Like, when you can say some shit like that about your best friend. Yeah. Like, y'all wasn't best friends like that. If it's just I'm a like, bullshit. Is she cool? Like, right. y'all just. When you say some bullshit like, oh, yeah, we was just drunk one night. Nah, was y'all weren't weird. friends like that. Like somebody in this situation, I'm not gonna say one all or yeah. both, you know. But somebody got feelings somewhere, like, and you just need to be real with it. Like I understand what it feels like because there was a point in my life as a man where every relationship, I guess, dealing with a woman, not even mm-hmm. concerning a woman, but dealing with a woman didn't work except for my friendship with you. Mm-hmm. Now. For most people, you can say, well, damn, maybe I should because Mm -hmm. you being like pressured every day Mm -hmm. to go see what it's like. That's the perfect person. Y'all always together. Y'all know each other like the back of your hand. Like you can be pressured to potentially fuck some shit up. But then Mm -hmm. you can also look at those people and say, y'all toxic as hell because Mm -hmm. by any means, y'all do whatever y'all can to just be happy or just have what you want. That's all that you really saying mm-hmm. to these platonic people who are fighting for their pure and genuine friendship that you would just do whatever you feel like doing. You know? I thought that was very weird. My house is like, so y'all weren't dating, y'all just just decided, hey, you know we doing shit else, let's just get you <laughs> <in."> like <laughs> I just don't understand. Yeah, I just don't get that type of relationship. Like I just don't feel like you can actually be a friend and not mm. even like think about the what ifs. What if we can't go back to the original friendship after the Because then it's gonna be weird. Yeah. It's gonna be uncomfortable. So you gotta ask yourself, is that worth even changing the energy of the friendship that you had? Uh no. I'm not because even as a friend, like, and I don't care what no woman say, if your best friend was like, like short or the dick was whack, you're not going to want to be cool with him, period. Like, even as a friend, you like, man, no. You think this going to affect the friend? Well, yeah. you're already going to be. Yeah. <laughs> you see the disposable, man, men are disposable at all costs when they come up short in any physical relationship. I have never seen a chick like, oh, well, we still cool, but we just don't fuck around no more. It'd be like, no, nah, you ain't talking to him no more. They out of here. But that don't have nothing to do with the dick being whack. It just got to do with the situation being Because you don't weird. want him. You don't want him to think that because y'all had that one experience that he can double back again. So you get him the fuck on. I, I'm telling you. <laughs> Your brain is crazy right now. How many for how many dudes that was whack is still around after they done? Exactly. <laughs> it don't take long. They out of here. I'm telling you. Let me know I if mean, I'm if crazy. If they want to talk one day, we can talk, but we not like. What is there to talk hard. about? Like, what is there to talk about? Movies, books, because you life, know, because I... you know, when he's whack to you, mm-hmm. a lot of times it was still good to him. So mm-hmm. he going to call and be like, what you doing? Mm-hmm. And you going to just be constantly curving him. Mm-hmm. And you ain't going to want to tell him, like, that's the thing with women, too. Like, they not going to physically tell you, like, you came up short or it was terrible. 
they just gonna get you on so they don't have to explain it y'all it may be some truth there I'm i know it's it some, truth, some there. truth there <laughs> but i mean yeah i don't know but like i just i never wanted to like be in that position where you know i had to like figure out how to navigate in a friendship that it already took me years to build to this point mm-hmm. and something like that uh, like set us back that far but i got a question though like do you think it's possible for you to have a soulmate that you're not intimate with yeah i do because I think that we put that's just like a kindred spirit though it's just right exactly another right. word for a kindred spirit, but I think that when you say soulmate in most cases people think that somebody who you are dating married to right intimate you know but because that could be the reason why kindred spirit that could be the reason why I think a lot of people believe that. You know, it has to be something more to us than what it is because we're just kindred spirits. Like, I don't have to always explain how I feel because sometimes you can just say it and it'll be like, yep, that's what I was feeling. You know what I'm saying? And it makes it so easy for me to be comfortable around you because I'm always in those spaces of what's wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? All the damn time. All the time, a person asking you, like, what's wrong with you? And you're just the person that knows, like, oh, he just grumpy as fuck. Leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I've always wondered, like, why do people associate soulmates with just being intimate? Why can't it be? Because that's how society views it. So do we, so do we whole, look at it that way? That's a societal mindset of what a soulmate so do we look at it that way with the intentions of implementing it or are we still in a period or point where we really don't know what to do with those feelings? Because I think that we kind of tread lightly with that mm-hmm. simply because we're in these relationships where women are discomforted. Men are not comfortable because it's some men that got to deal with a woman with a male best friend. Mm-hmm. And male ego is, you know, at a high mm-hmm. level. So... How do we like? How do we go forward with knowing that like soul mating is not just you know for those that are intimate? How do you explain that to a person? I don't know because most people are probably not trying to hear that, and this conversation gonna probably be very weird for a lot of people. Um, like I said, to me, a soulmate is just like a kindred spirit, somebody who you can relate to, somebody who knows you. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a person that you're married to or you're with, in my opinion. See, I don't mind having somebody who I'm close to, the person I'm married to, dating or whatever over here. And that can be my soulmate, too. Mm -hmm. You know, but the person, my friend who's closest to me, who I can go to and speak to in a way I may not be able to talk to him. That is also a kindred spirit. Right. A soulmate who I can relate to, so it just all depends on how you choose to view how to to view that. Anybody who has ever experienced anything like that, as far as like having someone or two people that you bond with on a spiritual level, what was the best way to mediate those feelings? Like, how do you, you know, navigate through having a man who? is desiring for you to tell him your every need versus the guy who already knows 
and knows how to respond? Like, how do you make that man that you're with feel comfortable in a situation with having another man around that knows you like the back of his hand? Is it offensive? Is it an ego thing? Like, what is the tactic? I definitely would like to know what your comments and um, questions are in regards to that, because I think that's something else for us to talk mm -hmm. about. Um, I've never experienced it per se, but I do know that that's the root of a lot of the issues that I've had in relationships because I'm at peace with my best friend. Like, I don't have... Well, I don't make apologies for having the friends that I have, especially when they've been around way before you. So right. why should I change that? Because you here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to find a way to accept and understand that this person is going to be around and in my life. And I understand there may be certain aspects of that friendship that people just don't understand. And I've gotten to a point where I'm just like, it's not my job to get you to understand if you refuse to accept what I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. This is my friend, <clears throat> my platonic friend. Mm -hmm. who I enjoy being around, talking to, and even yet and still, we talk more frequently when it's relating to the show, you know, but even, like, just life personal. I mean, we still talk every once in a while mm -hmm. outside of that because we got lives of our own and people we dating. Right. But then what I don't like is when you mad or you upset or something comes about that you have to throw in there, well, go talk to B mm -hmm. and go, go be with that person then. Yeah. Or... You know, what, or are you going to choose, if you had to choose between me and that person, who is going to be? Don't put that ultimatum out there because you're not going to want the answer. Wow. I That is crazy. That is crazy. I would never do that to myself. No, and I'm, I'm not. That's why I'm like. That's crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, that's. That's pretty much like, I mean, that's not even all of our friendship, though. Like, just sitting here, like, thinking of all of what we touched on, that's still not, like, <laughs> all of the friendship. But it's definitely, like, something that I'm glad that we're talking about because yeah. um, I'm just tired of the, you know, the niggas ain't shit, bitches ain't shit conversation because a lot of those conversations are rooted in the fact that you never tried to be friends first. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like You, you ain't got to hit and smash everything you know that you get some form of you know understanding closeness right because i benefit i benefit extremely from having beautiful friends mm -hmm. like just beautiful women in general because us being friends and me being able to ask you questions without you feeling like nigga you know what i'm saying because i'm not coming at you with the pursuit as the driving, you know, force behind why I'm approaching you. I'm coming because I get to ask you what you're wearing or what you smell like or whatever this is because I can do these things for my girl mm -hmm. or I can take her to these places. What's a nice place? You always dressed up looking nice. Mm -hmm. Like, I got to make you comfortable enough to tell me, well, I went to Ocean Prime or I went to, you know, I'll take her here if I had the opportunity to go here. Mm -hmm. Like, I get to learn, you know, about the needs and the taste levels of different women. Like if I can't be around nobody pretty or being around nobody that I can actually be personal with without it being no bullshit, I'm not going to improve in my relationship because a lot of things that we do in relationships are on the surface dinner and a movie. That's a typical date for people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then some people don't even get that. You know what I'm saying? So 
I really learned from having like beautiful friends and whatnot. So like me having women around, well, me being a guy that has more women friends than men for one, you know, is a struggle. But it's also a benefit to me because the reason why girls like me as the guy that I am Mm -hmm. is because of those friends. I get to be real. I get to say I fucked up and they don't judge me and they'll tell me, well, this is what you should have done. Like, so you can't always view, you know. Well, you already know your mindset is. We established that in the first episode. Yeah. That you think different than normal men. Yeah. You don't think about just the sex and and whatnot. Because most guys are comfortable with having that conversation all of the time. Like, I'm not the dude that can talk about that. And quite frankly, I won't even talk about it with a dude. Like, if you go through my girl phone, oh, she's being disrespected. Oh, my God. In her text thread. But I'm not about to talk to no dudes about what I be doing with girls. Like, that to me is a waste of time. I'm finna just text her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm just, like, I'm glad we get to, like, touch on these things so I can really explain why I'm so, like, weird when it comes to, like, certain dudes. You know, but... This is just one phase of our friendship that we're going to discuss. We're going to definitely keep you guys in tune to the different, you know, things that we want to touch on, on friendship, because, I mean, our story is very extensive. Mm-hmm. I guess we can wrap this one up. Um, definitely follow us on our, the number two, since pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We do have a Facebook page. Look for the logo with all of the colors. There are quite a few hour or two since that have not deleted their pages, and they have been un- inactive for a while. So just look for the color and the vibrance. That's us. Um, follow me personally at BJ on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram. And then give them your social media, please, ma'am. Mama Lisa, M-O-H-N-A-L-Y-S-S-A-A. Definitely um, find the show on SoundCloud, uh, TuneIn, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. We definitely need some ratings and some subscriptions. Definitely give us some comments. Let us know how we're doing. This is a very new process for us. We not like extremely seasoned, but we definitely want to change the dynamic of the conversation. So give us your pointers, your comments, criticisms, whatever you have. Thank you again for listening. This has been episode three. Catch you guys again in two weeks.